0: Hello,
1: Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with TR, episode 163B, now available, by the way, on YouTube. Just go to THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, subscribe, and check out my podcast, as well as so many other good ones, ASAP. Now, today we have a treat. This is one of my oldest hockey friends, and uh, we haven't caught up in a while. Usually we speak a little bit more frequently. I give you right now, former Kitchener Ranger, former Fredericton Canadian, former UPEI Panther. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Montreal Canadiens prospect, former... (laughs) Jersey Harris, Jersey, welcome to the program. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, Junior.
2: It's been a long time. We, we, like you said, it's been too long since we caught up.
1: I and I, I should say, current teacher and current father. Current, are you coaching still?
2: I still coach. Yeah, I helped coach the, the my son's Pee Wee team last year, and I still coach spring hockey. Still run some hockey schools and. Yeah,
1: vice-principal now at the high school that I'm Vice at. Vice-principal, okay.
2: Actually, I'm all grown up, dear. I'm all grown up.
1: That's wild. Did you ever think that when we were roommates or, no. well, we were roommates here in <laughs> Newfoundland and you definitely didn't think then, but did you ever think in Fredericton <laughs> when we were roommate or neighbors on Frederick Lane right across from Sweetwater's and Dolan's, two great oh watering spots um, yeah. back then. Uh, I think Dolan's is still there. Did you ever think then that you would be a vice principal of a high school?
2: No. I never thought I'd go back to school ever again. I, I didn't I – I tell the kids at school this so it's no secret. I, I didn't like school. I was not a – I did okay at school, but I didn't like school. I never thought I'd be there every day.
1: But, you know, It's funny. That's funny because you always like to speculate. I remember like enjoying being sitting around you during a pregame meal or breakfast on the road or something because I maybe that's the – the, the nature of Newfoundlanders and and Prince Edward Islanders, I don't really know. But you always seem curious. So I'm surprised that you didn't like school. Maybe it was just that experience.
2: I, I like knowledge, but I didn't like school. No, I didn't like having to sit still for 75 minutes in a classroom. That wasn't really my thing. But yeah, I, I never thought I'd be a teacher. I liked working with kids. I knew that. I liked working at hockey schools and that kind of thing. But I never thought I'd be a teacher.
1: Little one. For those that don't know, so if you want Darcy's story <coughs> in chronological order, it's in the archives. Um, I guess when you were first on, you were one of my earlier guests. I don't know. I should have done my homework, but you guys can do that. Uh, I think it was maybe episode 20s or 30s. 30s. It was a couple of years ago at least. So now I'm just going to you know, catch people up somewhat, but I'm going to ask you some Questions that maybe I, I would never have a chance to ask you in a first interview type situation. Now, before we get there, just to give people a background. So Darcy and I played together in Fredericton in 98, 99 uh, for the Fredericton Canadians. And Darcy, that year, you were a late pick, right? Like no one expected you to sign at camp. I seem like I shouldn't yeah. say at camp. After camp, they certainly did. before camp. You were one of those guys at a great camp. Before camp, what was the story going in again? Oh, I was the last, I was a late round pick. I, I might have been their last
2: pick, yeah. I think I was, yeah. how many rounds was there, nine? I was probably ninth round pick. I know I should know this stuff, but I, I don't. But um, I have a picture downstairs with me with my jersey on. And it's. I didn't even go to the draft. I was uh, an overage draft. I didn't expect to get drafted. And earlier that day, my agent, Larry Kelly, called and said, hey, great news, I got Dallas and Detroit both wanting to sign you straight out. Like, they're not drafting you. No one's going to draft you. You're an overager. We're going to. Anyway, last round, he calls back later on that night. He goes, ah, I got good and bad news. I said, what? Good news is you draft it. I'm like, oh, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. awesome. He goes, yeah, into Montreal. You know, like one of the historic clubs. That's pretty good. I said, yeah, friggin' right. He goes, problem is this last round, he said, I could have got you more money if you would have went with Detroit and, Detroit and Dallas and yeah. unsigned. But anyway, yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, I went to camp with no real expectations. I had been to Vancouver as an invite the year before. Um went back and had a really good year in Kitchener, my second year in Kitchener. And uh you know, I had forty points and over two hundred
1: pims and twenty goals, was, twenty assists. Am I wrong? I don't even know. Yeah, do it was work.
2: nineteen and twenty-one, I think is what it was. Okay. I, I yeah. actually it was twenty-one goals and nineteen assists. I think. yes, you were a twenty goal scorer, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I got that puck downstairs too. But um, yeah. And uh I, I didn't expect to be playing pro. I thought I'd go back as an overager, but I just Kept progressing at at camp and ended up having a decent camp, and then they kept in in Fredericton. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it was a nice nice surprise, especially for me. You got to understand, from my eyes, that was my second year in Fredericton, I guess. But that whole experience was awesome because I, I mean, for both of us, we're um...
2: Penny Lane. Can you shut your door, please? <laughs> <laughs>
1: because no one can hear, it. it's just creaking. It's creaking. It's creaking, and it's getting. I'm want get to say mind. stuff that we shouldn't be talking about in front of the. I'm, I'm that. No, I'm no, 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 no. It's <laughs> creaking. It's like I'm that guy that if I'm at bat, you know, in baseball, and yeah. something starts distracting me, then it's over. I'm going to strike out. I know <laughs> I am. I get. I've always been like I got to talk myself out of these situations. And right now, that that door is in my fucking head, it's going to throw me off the rest of the time. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I got to go do it myself. She's got her pods on in her room. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, um. Okay, and, and going back to that. Okay, so you came in f- for me. So I played since I was 14, 14, 15. I'm in Quinnell, BC, right? Yeah. Couldn't be further from home. For everybody listening that came in with the internet, picture without that, right? Like I was still writing my buddies' letters and stuff. Like, uh, you know, we, we could talk obviously on the phone, but there was no texting. And they, I, I don't remember. The computers were out. Like, I, you know, but there was uh, no safe. Safe. You It not the same. And you couldn't play a video game like I can now with my friends. No. So that was gone. There was, I don't and think Messenger. the word online was even no. talked about. So Did we have
2: MSN Messenger then? I don't know if we did. I don't know. I think
1: I only found like it was probably five years old when I even started using it. Like really, so it was just so foreign. With social media, took the bar so far one way that you kind of the middle ground was texting, but there was none of that there. So I felt like I was on another planet for two years. Then I went down to Tri City. I felt like I was in another galaxy. Now I'm just as far away, and these people live in the United States, and I love the states. I love my time there, Um, but the people I was hanging out with. Like, they don't teach any Canadian history like we teach. We sprinkle on American history. I mean, we we could probably deal with more, but you have an idea what the states are at least, right? Yeah. Like, British Columbia was attached to Washington State. Attached. It was bordered, bordering Washington State. And the people in my class were going, like, we British don't get it. State. So it's in Columbia? It's British? What, what is – where's Vancouver then? And I'm like, God, yeah. this is five hours away as I get southern – as you further south you go or remote areas you go, they they would know less and less now I don't fault them. That was in the curriculum. I went through it I, I did high school there I graduated. Um, it was just it just felt far away. Now that being said, playing doy with uh, tri-cities was a different flavor than you and the o because I kind of liked the disconnect. We were new, everybody could, we were in the desert. We were the only game in town other than high school football, which was very popular but I mean, of any prestige. And, you know, we had our little rivalry with Spokane, Seattle and Portland and Tacoma was American division. So I really enjoyed it. It was just, I kind of learned to cut Newfoundland like no one, I'm not going to run into my, any of my buddies like you would in Kitchener. I'm not, you know, sometime you would, there's universities. There's none of my buddies were going to Washington state or university of Washington. Most people hadn't even been, there was one couple from Newfoundland and, uh, I forget there was a nuclear power plant and they had moved there. So for, for the work. So, and I was such a breath of fresh air to meet them. I was like, wow. You know, like even my billets were awesome, but they didn't know much. They're like, Oh yeah, you're from, so St. John's is in Halifax. No, no, it's not the way it works. (laughs) I didn't even, it was hard to even get into it. So, but then by the time now I come over to Freddie, right. And I was in Montreal a lot at 19, but that was a different experience. That was the NHL. That was, ended. it was, um, you know, I, I, I had a concussion a lot of the year. I was going through that. Getting to Freddie. Now, all of a sudden, a couple of universities there, some of my buddies from home. Now, the first year there, Linger is playing. Jason McDonald had just left. I got to know the boys. Then you came in. So for me, what I'm saying is that you were a great flavor for that. Because, like, yeah. it was like my buddies, my Boyd Olson, for example, was my teammate out west. Boyd yeah. had never been east of Saskatchewan. So now, all of a sudden, he was getting this kind of live my world, and and you moved in, and for people that don't know, you moved right next door, and we had some good parties, hey?
2: Oh, did we ever. Oh, my God. You and Milo next door.
1: I lived with yeah. a European, yeah. The, oh. And he, would be, uh, he was really broken English, Milo Giron, but we would get drunk, and he would play the spoons. He just loved the whole Atlantic Canadian experience.
2: And he had the old uh, Czech Republic version of Twisted Sisters, We're Not Going to Take
1: It. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Inabashi <laughs> Bashibeki? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah he, he would, uh, for some reason, yeah, that was his go to when he, as soon as he, he had loves. like five or six beers. Yeah. And uh, I, lived,
2: uh, I had JF Wool there, Ray John living yeah. with me. The GM of the Montreal Canadiens.
1: His son was on our team, who's a coach now, a pretty successful one.
2: Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: And lived with Darcy, yeah. which was wild. And I was he with Milo him. a he lot. Yeah,
2: that was a great great spot. Yeah, we had Alain Nazardine, Sammy Nazardine. Who else was in that complex with us? Johnny DeLille.
1: Johnny DeLille. God bless the
2: soul. How did they Uh, end up
1: over there? I think Bocage was there.
2: Mark Bocage, Sylvain Bluin, Eric Hood.
1: Eric Hood was in there with us. Hoodie was my favorite of the French folk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because there yeah. was there, For people that don't know, there was an obvious. Right? Now we were pretty good, but there's it, there's always going to be with a team with so many French as you know they they tend to have, for good reason. Um, there's like clicks, right, and and it happens. But guys like Johnny Delille, God rest his soul, yeah. and Jose Theodore was good for that. Eric Hood, they they would bring the Sly Blu-Ann and the Bocages and the Robidas who were like real French. Oh, yeah. They would kind of bring them our way, and and, yeah. and we would all meet in the middle at my place. <laughs> yep, we did a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. that was a good time. Not um, much
2: in your fridge. I just remember there being a lot of Sleemans and
1: some mustard. That was about it. Yeah, a bit of bit you of sauce yogurt. for the some, uh, takeout. You it's amazing, you know, at my, imagine like, yeah. and I remember like, even like, I wasn't a, I wasn't an outcast. Like that was often. After, like, I mean, with the eating, like, mo- most of us ate out. Once in a real blue moon, like Milo would make something, or I would. All I really knew how to do was boil noodles, put tomato sauce on it, and maybe put some chicken in the oven. Yeah. But that might have been once a week. Now I'm not saying we had McDonald's every time, right? We would go right next. We would go to McGinnis Landing, or we would go. Yeah. We- that was next door, so we yeah. went there lots. Yeah. And you know, if we got anything for the house, groceries, it was usually snacks like granola bars or whatever. But it's funny because I would have brass from the team in there, and see my fridge like no one ever. If if you just think about it, Darcy both of us, but but think about even me coming in as a first round pick, and thirty four fights my first year. they like no one said anything. Like I'm I'm sure they knew that was part of my game, but you know I I I remember them. I mean they wouldn't have picked me eighth just for that. I know that it was more about scoring. But, you know, just people were like, that was just the way it was. And I, I remember people having – Stefan Dubay was our trainer. I remember him having been over. I always had – half my fridge was beer for everybody else. You know, but, but I mean, of course, I'm going to drink them. But it was – our place was a bit communal. I had that and then, you know, some snacks. And I just said to people, yeah, I just eat out. We just go over there to McGinnisland and go through everything. Might go up on the hill to Red Lobster or whatever. Like, it was a funny existence for – for a dedicated so-called bunch of prospects. You know what I mean? We hit up Joe's Diner after practice.
2: Mm. <laughs> the old
1: Joe special.
2: Like a grilled cheese with hamburger on it.
1: That was it. It was either, <laughs> you know, that or late breakfast. And really? yeah. I got up. I didn't eat breakfast a lot of the time. I just went and skated and then ate after that. Uh, yeah. You know, hydrated. I, I figured it out because I read like GQ magazine, but I it's funny that none of that because it seems so obvious to me no we didn't know we were young we didn't know anything we i know we anything. didn't but you'd figure that someone would have told us you figure now i'm sure they got five people in charge of just diet right right well,
2: it was probably in those manuals we were supposed to read there that they'd
1: send you home with well into the, the year the manual <laughs> Remember that. And it was like everybody was on the same program. Everybody I can see in you program. being on the same program, but I remember going up early and like Valerie Bure should not have been on my program. No. You know, <laughs> I need to get quick feet. Like there's so many things, you know, that is different about his game. And I'm just using that as an example. I can say you and Saku Koivu, you guys were on the same thing, right? Everybody got a manual. We were not you on know. the
2: same footing, but we were on the same plan. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, was, it was a different time. Just a different time. It certainly was. So uh, I just had we're, we're, remember the story I told you before we started about doing the hockey schools. Where I was going with that is that so I have to get up this week and go do hockey schools. Penny Lane, who's coming into her own as a soccer player around here, real good soccer player. She's got the unofficial like provincials this week. There, there used to be an only Finland, as you know, but now most of the great soccer teams from the island are from in and around here. Even the ones that are. Um, like they'll have a provincial wide league, like her Metro League. They'll play Marystown, um, Cornerbrook Aren't in this year, but you know, they have their own thing out there. So they just play all year, like a twenty game schedule or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they play it down and that's the championship for the province. Okay. If anybody wants to join, they can. That's the league. And uh, like I said, I think Marystown is a three and a half hour trip. That would be the furthest. And so Grand Falls, unfortunately, and Cornerbrook don't have a team this year in their league and everything, so that's what they're doing. And that's what they do for the most part. Even even the te- teams that are provincial-wide, they'll bust out, they'll raise money, and they'll do it. I mean, it's a big I, – I, I like I like the setup. If you're a player, it's interesting to have a, a, a Metro League that, that goes on during the year. But I miss that there's no provincials, so – but this, So there's a Sunsplash tournament that has all the teams, and that's this weekend. So she plays at 6.30 tonight. Now, I had to go up and go to high I said, I'm going to be at hockey school most of the day. Then I had to come back and do this. And I usually get her ready, And I, 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 but I've never explained the way a game day works. Yeah. Right? So I said, like, when I'm – she didn't get it. I said, come on, I, you know, let me sleep. It was 7 o'clock this morning. I said, well, get up, even have a muffin and 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 go for a little walk and go back to bed. Like we used to get up and that's what a pregame skate is, kind of yeah. thing, right? And and then we'll eat five, six hours before, which I just right before we did this, that's why I made it for made her chicken and pasta. And I explained that, right? That's kind of the easy layup for a pregame thing, you know, some carbs and protein. That'll give you some energy, long lasting, not like French fries or anything, right? I gave her this and then she went outside again. And and it did a little warm-up and some stretches. Now she's in for a, a, a nap. But she'd never really been shown the way... And I assume that's soccer as well, right? I mean, I, I looked online and Ronaldo went through his game day and it's exactly what we did. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So what... And But everybody has their own version of that routine. Like for years, I remember sleeping during the afternoon. And then when I started... Fighting a bit more, I found it hard to do because it w- wasn't like bad energy. It was just a bit of nervous, nervous anxiety. I might get a little bit of rest, but I knew like if Frank Bailoas is playing and I'm on the venue, <laughs> it's hard for me to get a nice little napsky out of that. You know, And I'm not complaining. That's what I chose to do when I dropped my gloves as much as I did. But what would have been your game day? You're perfect. You get up. I want to be totally prepared tonight. What are you going to do? Well, it's the same, same as what you said. You get up, you had
2: your pregame skate, yeah. get up, went to the rink, had a good breakfast usually, went to the rink, did the pregame. After the pregame, go home, have your, have your pasta, your chicken and pasta, lay down, have a little nap, get up, a little more movement, go to the rink, do some stretching, get set up for the game. Even, even after I was done playing pro, I even went back to university and university is different you practice through the week but you never play through the week well yeah. we didn't we you might have the odd Wednesday night we might have to go to Moncton but even at UPI I get up you play Friday night Saturday Saturday morning I get up there's a Tim Hortons down the road I'd walk down to Tim Hortons get a bacon breakfast sandwich probably not the best thing but also I was at the point where I didn't I wasn't super concerned anymore but get my walk down <laughs> to Tim Hortons get, get up and get moving have a breakfast do something physical I'd we wouldn't have a pregame skate on the Saturday, but I I would do something physical. I'd go for a run, do something, go back, try to have your nap. Same thing. Get up, have your chicken, or have your chicken and pasta before your yeah. nap. About. So you
1: yes, you we you're, 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 you were no and and so well I'm and a creature head I say I this like and I stuff. I I assume everybody knows it, but uh, a lot of people don't know the routine. So. The other thing is that I remember, like,
2: like it's, it's challenged, right? Because, because I remember even at the yeah. end of when I was playing, Benoit, Benoit, uh, he ended up playing with Colorado. He came into Montreal. Brunet? Was it Brunei or Grou- Grou- Groule? What about him? Anyway, he came in and, and he came from NCAA. And the guy had a goddamn. He had a nutrition degree. He was he was a, a nutritionist. Anyway, he had he had a degree in in that. And he was like, you don't need to be eating that far ahead and you should be eating smaller meals and you should be eating, you know, closer to game time. And I was like, no, no, that's not what the pros, that's, listen, man, you're in the pros now. This is what we do. This is how you do it. And he was challenging it. He's like, no, I don't want to eat the big meal at 12 o'clock and have my nap in the afternoon. I want to, I want to have a a meal at 12 and a snack at three and go play. And I was like, Oh, you do what you want to do, man. But that's anyway, he ended up, Benoit Brunei. It wasn't Brunei. It was he was younger than that. Uh, but he played it with must have been the year I, the year
1: I left because you, you it was, yeah. It was Quebec City. Yeah, you were in, yeah, in Quebec um, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and you know, I, I, I know it, it it might be challenged, but I think most of put it this way. I think of the two options, they're both good and, and some might work better for others, but I know that both are better than sleeping till noon. Not yes. saying that She does that. She's, she just had no idea. I'm gone. She just would have slept and then, you know, get ready and maybe I should watch TV and then nap. I'm like, well, you, you got to get your legs going somehow before the actual game starts or they'll be yeah. dead. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why. I, I just remember by the time, like two hours before the game, because she asked me as well, like, you know, when should I go to the game? I go, it's different for you and everything. But really, how do the pros do it? You're asking me. I remember when it was two hours before the game, I was dialed in. I yeah. was ready. I was focused. And now it's I'm just – in my mind, maybe we put on some good tunes. We might be loosey-goosey, but I'm dialed in. I yeah. know it's a game day. I know who I'm playing. I know who I'm playing with. I'm looking forward to getting out there, nervous energy, and warm-up. And here we go. Yeah. Um, we,
2: uh, it, it's funny because I, I remember Andre Bashgroff. Remember Bash? Yeah. Well, he, he'd be doing – go down for his warm-up like two hours before, and he's doing squats, and he's got like – he, yeah. He's got like friggin' three, four plates on either side, and he's doing squats where he's coming up off the ground. I'm like, what
1: the hell? This Do you remember bad? that shit?
2: Oh, uh-huh. know, this guy know he was drafted air air at, air 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 at air air. like
1: 33. Remember, yeah. like he, yeah, he, I, 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 I'm and he wasn't a bad player. He ended up playing a little bit in the NHL, so I'm well, sure they knew what they were been. doing. I'm he not, yeah, no, got no, no. toolboxes. He, he, he lived here, he was just, and he was even stuff like that. I would be like, besh, there's no way that that can help. <laughs> that cannot help. You're, it's right before the game yeah. and you're squatting 600 pounds. Like that doesn't make sense in any world. I don't know. Right. And then he would be really particular about certain things. And then you would yeah. look over and he'd be like three bites out of a McChicken. Yeah. From between the first and second period. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Right. Certain things.
2: Right? He, had, uh, he, had, uh, man, he had a man. He had quite a shot and three strides. He was full speed and he was, and he was quick. Like he, was he was hard to knock, good knock good. off the puck. Strong legs. He was really ripped. Strong. He was ripped. That
1: guy was ripped. Yeah. He was, uh, I remember him being like hard to knock off the puck, big lower body like Richard yeah. Zednick. Oh, you never played against Richard, I don't think. But no. I played junior against him, and he was just one of those things. Those He wasn't a huge NHL star. He was good, though. Um, and that was his bread and butter. Um, so, listen, you mentioned we're going to go. By the way, just want to know one quick thing. You're, you were number 14, I just realized, from your Hotmail. So is that re- the reason you couldn't have it in Freddie, because I had it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you had it in Freddie. I took it in Freddie when we moved to Quebec City. But okay. I I never wore it until Major Junior. I got to Major Junior. 27 was gone. Keith Welsh had 27. And um, that's what I was kind of wearing at home, like with the caps and stuff, with uh, Junior A. And... So, my dad always wore, I think dad always had 14. I think my aunt wore 14. Like, it was kind of a lot of people wore 14 in my family. And I remember Ryan Milanovic was given 14, and I was given 11 in exhibition when I was in Kitchener. And he didn't want 14. He's like, Can I have 11? And I was like, I'd love to have 14. Know, I want to switch. So, we switched, and the two of us were, ended up being on the team. And Milanovic was a friggin' freight train, man. He hit, oh my God. He was a yeah, was I, teenager, He Didn't he, he end up
1: going to university in Atlanta, Canada?
2: He did. He went to St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yes, because yeah. my
1: buddies, Snakes and Spock and them, called me and yes, told me about exactly. it. And yeah, then exactly. And yeah, I watched. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Train tracks, you are out. Oh, he, so as an underage, it wasn't just that. It was on the boards and stuff, too. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, as an underage, as an underager, he was voted hardest hitter. Him and John Tripp were voted harder, hardest hitters in the OHL. Wow. By, by whoever votes. I
1: don't know. But he nah, was not surprise 16. me, Tripp.
2: Trip, trip the big guy at. We a a year times.
1: before you were there, um, he, you know, I'm left wing. He's right wing playing for St. John. I'm Fredericton. We played them fucking 12 times a year and then playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Like he got me a few times. That's one thing. I wasn't a great hitter, but I would go there and do it. But like yeah. guys like that, like he could really do it. I, oh. If you were to count how many hits at the end of the year, we'd probably be similar, but his hits hurt. Yeah. Ever fight a guy like that? Now, you had a good punch, of course. Yeah. Borderline great punch. I I had a pretty good one. I'm hanging in there with people, but I remember fighting some guys going, okay, that's the difference. Like, if he hits me...
2: Johnny Oduya hit me in the ear. And, yeah. in the corner and Frederick... Not Johnny, Frederick. Frederick Oduya. Frederick, I remember this. He hit me in the ear. I had cauliflower ear, man. Like, he, he smoked, but he could hit. Like, thank God they didn't catch me in the jaw, but... We had a pretty good tilt there in the corner.
1: He freaking caught me in the ear,
2: man. Freaking um,
1: yeah, sorry. I'm, I guess this is on YouTube. I got my, <laughs> my shirt off. I made a coffee spill, and I'm looking around that I want to take another break, and I don't really see anything. <laughs> so, so there you, you go. go. And it's like 30 degrees here.
2: Oh, I thought the AC went out or something. You're t- feeling the shirt?
1: No, I got a fan <laughs> right here coming at me, I hope you can't hear the vibe too bad. Um, listen, you're a Jays fan, Yeah, right? you. I don't want to alienate too much of the audience. I think a lot of them know at least who the Jays uh, uh, who the Jays are. And I bet you half of them probably are Jays fans. I get a lot from Toronto and a lot of Canadian. About half my audience is Canadian. Yeah. And half are from all over the world, like some Australia. A lot from the States, yeah. obviously, but places you wouldn't believe. Like a lot in Australia. I don't know what happens there, wow. I don't. I assume maybe it had something to do with Shorzy. But anyway, I apologize to people who have no idea what I'm talking about. But quickly, we're on the Jays. One of the most fascinating stories, I think, in all of sports in the last few years is Alec Manoa. I don't yeah. understand. I can. So for those that don't know, he was an all-star last year. He had the ball in his hand in the playoffs. He's a young pitcher, big guy, burly guy, but would blow it by people and had a wicked slider to finish you off. So much so that he came, I'm not going to say out of nowhere, but I believe him and Nate Pearson. Pearson was probably a bigger prospect a few years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: But Manoa overpowered everybody, came in. He's on the All-Star team, All-Star game, man. This year he comes in now. They sped up. He was, in my opinion, this might be the, he's doing shitty. So, the, of the 218 pitchers, I think he was like 190-something in time taken between pitches. And the, the for those that don't know, the pitch clock sped up this year. They wanted to speed up the game. So, you know, you only have, I think, 15 seconds from the time you you, you get the ball. Now you got to pitch it. Where you used to be able – there was no clock. You could walk all over. The ump might say, hey, get to it. But, you know, you, you could take a minute if you wanted. So it was slowing down the game. Now, do you think it's just simple as him being in worse shape? Um, because, obviously, he's a big, burly guy. I'm not be fucking fat shaming or anything. I'm saying, obviously, though, there is an A and a B, right? I'm not saying, I don't care how he looks. I'm just saying maybe that. But, you know, he came back, again, for those who don't know, he got sent down to the Florida Complex League, and they lit him up for 11 runs in two innings. These are like 17-year-old and 18-year-olds. And they brought him back up. He, he finishes off Detroit in great fashion, but Detroit aren't really that good and then he gets rocked again, and he had an average game last time. Do you think he's going to come back to what he was, or do you think panic button?
2: No, I th- I, th- uh, I think there's a whole lot going on with him, to be honest, when I watch him. One, I, I do. I think that the the speeding up of the game, that's not him, because he, he did. He took a lot of time between pitches, and he's yeah. young. He's still really young. So so it I doesn't have to, to be that cardio. Adjusted.
1: Maybe it's just what you're used no, to. No,
2: and, and it's not so much – I don't think it's so much his physical shape, although – i gotta call somebody out here and i really hope he's not watching but i don't care i never see the guy since we played with him but like you you remember like jose theodore was vesna trophy winner heart candidate and then that was kind of it he never did a whole lot after that right and i think when you have so much success when you're really young then sometimes you kind of forget what got you there in the first place and maybe the work ethic goes away and i don't mean to question alec manoa's work ethic i'm just saying that Maybe he didn't do last offseason what he did the offseason before because he had so much success. And I don't think it's his physical shape, just that maybe he didn't put all the effort in. He never like he doesn't blow fastballs by anybody. He throws, what, like 93, 94?
1: Yeah, it was, he's lost a couple. I think it, either it was like 95, and now it's down to 93, Or but it, yeah. he lost a couple of miles off it.
2: And, and then, so you had you the changes in... And how quickly you had to pitch between pitches—that kind of—he may been, may mentally not quite have adjusted to that yet. And then, I think he's trying to make every pitch so goddamn perfect, like just, just throw yeah. it. Like he's trying to—I'm gonna throw this and I'm gonna catch catch you know the bottom quadrant there, the bottom left. But just throw the ball. Like yeah. sometimes you just gotta throw the ball, throw strikes. He was he was missing the strike zone because he was trying to throw perfect pitches because he didn't may not have have his best stuff. But he's good enough that just throw pitches, throw strikes, fill the strike zone. If they put the ball in play, look who's behind you. Like he's got – his fielders are unbelievable around him. they got a great yeah. team. They have, they have one of the best fielding teams probably they've ever had.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, names, like, someone could just lob the ball over the plate and they're going to win the odd game. If it's right? in the
2: park, they got a chance.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. But uh, I
2: think he's trying to do almost too much, and I think then – uh, his struggles, I think he's trying to do too much. He's trying to be too perfect, but just go back and just just throw the ball, throw, fill the strike zone.
1: Is Lionel Messi the biggest sports star in North America right now, you think? Right now, yeah. Definitely right now. The week he just had. <laughs> Junior, I think
2: I lost your sound. I think you viewed it? You got it now. I got you now. Oh yeah.
1: yeah so I don't So what us, happened there? Lionel Messi
2: had, I think, the last two weeks or the last week that he just had. Yeah, he's biggest sports star. Then you started something I couldn't hear you.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say I don't know how to frame the question, um, if it even is one. But like he is he bigger? but well, he is bigger than the league he plays in. Like, yeah, big time. He's like Beckham when he came. Well, Beckham came, I didn't know until I did a deeper dive, but he is. But Beckham, there was 12 teams. Now there's 29. True. And and America, And now there's like half of those at least are like built for soccer. They're soccer stadiums. When I, Penny Lane and I went to an MLS game in, in Montreal versus Atlanta, and it was packed. It was 21,000, I think. No, 19,500, because I remember comparing it to the Canadians' games. And they play a lot. I don't know what it is, but I looked at the schedule. It's not like they play football, like eight home games, and that's why it was sold out. And it was Atlanta. It wasn't even a rival. And this was a vibe. This was a lot different. And the last time I was in Montreal, they didn't even – the impact, I think, were in, like, the secondary league. Uh, But this this was – and then I started kind of even a few weeks ago really looking into it, and we watched the odd game online. And it's exploded since, but still, I'm sure Beckham had a lot to do with that, but still Messi comes over and I mean, three goals in two games for any other sport that doesn't sound like a lot, but is he, is he that good that you think he's, is he going to like McDavid the league? Yeah, uh, I gotta be honest. Uh, Thirty-six is why I say it. I mean, I kind of expect yeah. him to do well, but is he going well, to just walk through like a knife through butter? And do we well, is he going to show us how shitty the MLS is? Or <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was I was thinking we're going to see that. that it's a lot better than it used to be. I thought he's going to score a lot, but maybe. But now, I mean, unless it's just luck of the draw, and he's he can't be lucky, but unless he's very opportunistic, if this keeps up, like I mean, what's he going to get? You know? Well, he's like you said. He's arguably. He's arguably
2: the best player who's who may, may have ever played the game,
1: right? And he just was MVP of the World Cup seven months ago. So like right. he hasn't you know, lost a whole he's lot. a 36-year-old that's still, you know, if you're if you're judging the World Cup as the best, which you probably yeah. should, yeah, right, And he's only seven months removed. So he hasn't really lost it yet. But
2: and then he comes to the MLS, which I think when you look at when you look at all the soccer leagues around, you're looking at, you know, if you're talking hockey terms, you may be comparing like East Coast League to the NHL. If you're talking levels, right? Like yeah. I, I don't think it's. I don't think you can say the MLS is on par with, you know, any of
1: the leagues in Europe. No,
2: well, I shouldn't say any, but any of the, now, any of the major leagues, the top leagues in Europe. But
1: you can't. But yeah, and you definitely can't. But what goes with that, I think, is. I just thought it would even itself out because the players that he's playing with aren't as good. So yes, yeah, the opposition enough. isn't. But. I, I, could, I could see it in basketball, someone to get like 150 points if they were the best player and the other team sucked. But in soccer, you still got to get it in the right situation if they can't yeah. get it to you. And Miami, I don't think, are like one of the better teams. So, yeah, so. I figured that might happen. But, you know, if, if they're capable and they get it up to them. Now, it's three goals. If he has 20 goals in seven games, then I'll start going, OK, what's going on here? You know, I mean, the, the biggest stars in the world in soccer go four games without scoring. So, uh, who knows? Um, yeah, I'd say their locker room talk beforehand is kind of like uh, Fresh Prince
2: of Bel-Air when they were playing basketball. Just passing it to Will. It's probably...
1: <laughs> you <laughs> would the think. the And to <laughs> soccer's hard to do that. But I guess they have, though. I mean, the, the rate that him and Ronaldo have been scoring at is vicious. And they've been in the best leagues in the world. Not now, yeah. either one of them. But they, they have been. So... And there are others. I'm just, you know, that's the current debate. You know, everybody likes to say Re- Re- Ronaldo, Messi, or Le- LeBron, or Michael, or whatever, right? Or Gretzky, okay, so, David.
2: So since you're talking soccer, then, how come how come Christine Sinclair doesn't
1: get the recognition? She, I think, I, honestly, because she's a woman. I think it'll change, okay. and it is changing. Penny Lane and I you trust me. We're trying to go. Thing. I didn't realize till recently when Penny Lane got into it. That's what I'm saying, too. It's a great, great question to ask. Um, thank you for asking me a question on my podcast. i've I've talked eighty percent of the time here, by the way. Um, but just my observation here, I think that, for that reason, and she's the biggest international score of all time of either sex. And soccer is not like it's lawn bowling. It's not even like it's hockey. I love hockey, but there's only so many teams that can give you a game if you're Canada. But there yeah. isn't it's not like it is. Women's soccer is legit. It's got as many good teams as the men do. It's a hard playoff. You could be rated number one and lose to the fucking 20th team. That could easily have never happened in hockey. Love hockey. Love that our women are proud of it. They should stick around. But the whole world got to catch up still. Um, But, like, we look. And, like, we went to that game. I said, Penny Lane, like, there's pro soccer like that, too. And for a couple of years, we've been watching the highlights. Portland, right? She plays out in Portland. And it, it gives women, I think, a great, you know, it's awesome for me to have that with a daughter because she can, her idols can not only be a messy, but a a Sinclair. And I love soccer for that reason. We can watch highlights of either sex and it doesn't really get brought up. Right. Like, yeah. it's just like, Oh, what a great play. Not like any of the, the men are this and the women are that, but what would you think? I, I would think a, I guess she's a, a little bit older, but so is Messi. I, I think the women's game... Of, on the on the bad side, I do think it's because she's a woman. On the bright side, she's done so much that she's starting to be in the conversation where 20 years ago, I don't think she would even... No. Even if she'd already done what she'd done, I don't think she's in the conversation because people didn't give it any credit. Now, you, it makes you think.
2: I, I just find that even within the women's game, she doesn't get the credit that she deserves. I think she's lost a step. You watch her, like even the game against Ireland yesterday. She... There was one cross to the middle. She sh- it should have been just an easy little little tap in. She As was a, expecting to redirect whatever, but like ten years ago, five years yeah. ago, she missed that. But well, the penalty shot. She done, she's never gotten the credit. I don't think that she deserves. Well, see, I
1: thought she. maybe there. There you go. I- but how In long? Canada,
2: is about- yes, internationally, uh, I don't know if they recognized her. As- okay,
1: maybe not. Canada does. Yeah, you're right. That's a great question. I, I really don't know. How does the How does the rest of the world perceive her? I mean, if you're right, she's on Canada, and even though we won the Olympics a few years ago, it wasn't always like that. I don't, you know, I remember some World Cups we didn't even qualify for when she was around. Yeah. Uh, but still, she scored all those goals, even when Canada weren't winning Olympics or yeah. even. Coming close, yeah. Or World Cups. She still she was the one player. She was the the Messi, the Maradona, the Ronaldo, whatever you want to say of not only the women's game of the whole world. And who knows if she does? I don't know. Does she get the
2: recognition? I'm just biased. I think they're shitting on but anyway. <laughs> Uh,
1: well, you know, a lot to unpack. Um, you're starting a team in the NHL. You got to pick a player now. I'm going to take McDavid off the list. Okay. Start the team now. Yeah, you got to start a team. Uh, Who are you going to pick to start it around?
2: If you ask you me what, this three I or think four I'm years ago. I'm going to
1: take off the list. Okay. Okay. So you got three or lots four of years big ago, players. I'd
2: still, I'd still take Crosby three or four years ago, but just be, just for leadership. He could show them the way. But now.
1: Yeah, they, I, they're the they're same age. So, like, even though Jack Hughes isn't Crosby, he'd be more sensible yeah. because he's a lot younger. Um, but yeah, I mean, I... I think I'm I, taking... I hate, I hate that my answer isn't Crosby for this because he's my favorite yeah, of that whole generation, but...
2: I think I'm taking Nathan McKinnon. You're taking Nathan McKinnon? I uh, I still am because I, I like the way he plays, but I, I think that there's... I think there's leadership quality there, too. I know they had Landeskog there for a long time and stuff, but y- you want someone that others want to be like or at least have to show up to practice and try to work and I, I think that i could be wrong on this but i think mckinnon works i think he's someone that your your other players have to try to try to
1: out right and shout out to atlantic canada plus yeah yeah shout out if you were to drive to coal harbor what's it three hours yeah yeah but by, by the way when was confederation bridge for those that don't know pei is an island like newfoundland and uh, not like newfoundland it's an island in canada that's a province it ends there Um, newfoundland is the 14th biggest island in the world pei takes i think two hours to drive across but there, there, there wasn't always the bridge when i was a kid going there for baseball we had to fly in confederation bridge which is a massive bridge one of the biggest in the world was built that connects pei to the mainland before that was it as frequent for you for people to pop over to Halifax and whatnot? We
2: I would still go. Like I had my mom's family was mostly mom was born in Manchester, England, her and her twin sister, but their most of their family was in Moncton. So we went we went a lot. We go the same amount. You go you're going to a hockey tournament, you're going to a hockey tournament, the bridge, the ferry, it didn't matter. You were still going, you just had to time the ferry. It okay. really hindered travel plans. You had to plan to Catch the ferry and hopefully in the summer months that you, you didn't miss that ferry because it was packed and you had to wait for the so
1: next tour- one. It, it must help tourism. Uh, what's that? It must help tourism. I, I mean, oh, I, I, just, so. I just told think you so. before this I said I'm going to St. John for the ball hockey in a couple of weeks. Yeah. If the bridge wasn't there, I wouldn't even think of coming to PEI. No, if I, I, see- I get a day off, I, li- I got buddies. I love PEI. I'll drive over, take the three yeah, hours. Three not. and a half
2: hours you'd be in the island. Yeah, no problem from St. John. Same thing, Fredericton or Halifax, Fredericton, same thing. They're all about three three and a half hours but um yeah the bridge opened i was it was after my first year in kitchener i think because i had my uh, when the bridge opened they had bridge fest uh i think bare naked ladies played at it bridge
1: fest what a bridge just fest. you got to
2: walk the bridge there was a they had a run where you could run across the bridge like a marathon it was 13 kilometers not a marathon but they had a race bridge race and uh actually i think it, i think they did they did like a 26 maybe kilometer run you ran over and back there was a race and then they had a time where you could walk the bridge the bridge was closed for traffic by the way but so you walk the bridge you could either just walk as much as you want to turn around and come back or you could walk all the way over and take the ferry back they were the ferry was still running that was just the bridge fest that weekend fair nigga ladies play I went to it. I had a knee brace on tore my knee ligament that year so I think it was my first year in Kitchener so it was 96 I think the bridge opened in 96
1: wow yeah. I do, I remember life before it just coming over in like minor sports, right? And, and, and flying over or flying to Halifax because the deal was way better. And then yeah. going to the ferry. Um, bridge made life easier. I'll tell you that. Only for a way easier. Way easier. Yeah. What's your biggest pet peeve?
2: In the world. Like not about the bridge, but in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the world.
1: but Oh, Bridge, I guess it would be traffic and tourism season. But what, what? I'm um, just guessing. What other does the bridge piss you off in any way?
2: No, not really. The bridge doesn't piss me off. Uh, on PEI, farm equipment on the roads, and I grew up on a potato farm. Terrible thing for for a guy to say, but that that pisses me off. But I think my greatest pet peeve. This is this is probably coming as a coming from my professional life now, and this may not actually help me if people outside of the hockey world watch this, but. Um, parents who don't think their kids do anything wrong, I think just the way things are going, I I honestly think it's, uh, it's more about you want your kids to have everything that you didn't have and you want them. I want my kids to be successful in everything. Everybody does. I want my kids to have success in everything. But if you, if you never tell them no, or you remove every roadblock from their life, you're not actually helping them be successful in anything. You're, you're hindering them down the road. Like you, you know, you learn way more from your failures than you do your successes. Kids have to mm-hmm. fail at something.
1: They have to. Them, and well, put it this way, successful kids have to fail. They First, have to. Have to. Everybody, Everybody I know is successful. In the
2: world. Yeah. They've, they've all failed at things. They've all failed at things. A number of times. Most of them probably fail more than the average the yeah. average person. That's why they're successful. They overcome things. But if you just give your kids everything and and – uh, it just drives me nuts when I'm in the office and you call home and you, listen, your kid's done this, they're suspended for two my kid wouldn't do that. Well, yeah. did. We well he did. Care, she did. they did it, like you know, I'm sorry, they did, but and they argue tooth and nail and try to fight through it. It's like just let your kid take their lumps and they'll your kid'll learn something and come back and they'll be a better person because of it. But I think we're our generation is I
1: don't know, we
2: you look at our society now. Fearful, fearful, what's coming down the road. Like, well,
1: totally, but that's why I love sports though, Darcy, because sports, no matter what, and the the further you go in sports, the harder, not the harder, but the um, like the the, the more you learn that lesson. Like, okay, like I just mean, and I don't mean like pro, I mean, although that you you can't possibly get there without going through that. Every hockey player, no matter what, even like I said in our era when, or even now, you know, to, to play hockey and major junior pro you 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 have to have gone through some checks and balances you you have to have gone through a lot of adversity and just to go out there i don't even care if you don't fight or you don't play physical you're out there with sharks who do so it's a very very physical game you're away from home you got to deal with that you've got it you might have a girlfriend but you know what Shit or get off the pot man because You want to play for O'Donnell with a girlfriend and get six a game, or do you want to go and actually have a career, right? Right. Then you might have to deal with not making it and going and playing university and uh, having to fall back, quote-unquote, to a fucking free education or whatever. But there's levels and there's ins and outs and nuances, and that's just a pro player. If you're Penny Lane, like I said – it's one thing to play house league. I think that the goal of house league might be a little bit different, but if you want to play all-star, now you got to start. Okay. Now you got to be at everything. You can't not be at anything. You can't go to your cabin this weekend. If you want to play all-star. And once you do, you know what, if you're the starting striker and you go three games without scoring, then look, we're going to put Lucy in and she's going to get a shot. And that's the way it goes. And eventually, not only does the cream rise to the top, but these people learn. And they they might be upset they might be pissed off they might want to kick the wall they might want you to call the parents but, but what's by the wrong time they get to university know, I, I just say that because it's the first year out of high school could be whatever you could take a job somewhere you could be you'll be more successful as a student or a worker or an athlete if you fucking failed
2: right uh, and i'm not saying my kids are they don't my kids are good they're good kids but they're they don't have everything I say no sometimes just to say no, you know, yeah. <laughs> just so they hear the word no. You know, let's stop in for an ice cream at the Dairy Royal. No, I want a chocolate milkshake. Goddamn right I want a chocolate milkshake. But I'm saying no because you need to hear no, and we're not stopping. So just hey. like, just because you need to know, you need to hear the word no sometimes, and you need to know that you don't get what you want every time. And you have to sometimes you have to sacrifice certain
1: things for other things. Yeah, right. Anyway, and, and, I don't and, know. Uh, I even think it teaches you to be compassionate because you can put yourself in way more situations and you, you know, they could be a reach, but I just think I'm just trying to use my own life. And I just think it helps you identify with more people. You don't have to be a soccer player to know what it's like to miss a penalty shot, but you know what? You can be at work and let everybody down in the same sort of way. And it's dealing with that mental adversity, right? Yeah. That's a,
2: a little too deep on that one. I don't
1: know what you're looking for for an answer. That might have went a little too deep. but Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I, it's a very, it's an encouraging answer because I think people got to fucking hear it, to be honest. And it tackled another question I have, so it was two for one.
0: New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms.
1: What was your favorite TV show growing up? So let's say before you went to Kitchener. Uh,
2: I mentioned it before, probably The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, I love yeah? That show. Oh, my God, I love that show.
1: Yeah. You were right in the wheelhouse, too. That would have been... Oh, like yeah. Like 89 to like 93 or 4 or something. Yeah. It was, I, it was,
2: it was, it would be my favorite show, I think. Growing so up.
1: back then, you wouldn't have anything on demand. So you would have, you would have no, had, to no, I had to watch live. Had, to, had watch to watch it live. There was no such thing. There was no
2: PVR. There was, a, unless you set your VCR to record it.
1: Yeah, that and was you, it. To,
2: you know, LP or SP, you had to have the speed right if you want, <laughs>
1: you yeah. know. You could do that though if you're ahead of the game. I used to do that
2: too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesus, I seen the basement. You had every the Simpsons and the Seinfeld, you had them all on yeah, the, I was the desk down there.
1: For those that don't know, my dad and I would get the TV guide and we'd wait and see when the Simpsons was coming and then eventually Seinfeld right from like I'm going back to the 80s. And um he would usually record it if he wasn't at home, we would set the VCR. And, it, it, and then we, it would tell you what episode was coming. So then we'd yeah. go, okay, nine seasons and t- tick off what we didn't have. We were not record if we already had it. And so, as you know, you see we've got like stacks and stacks of VHF with Seinfeld, usually three or four on each one, right? And yeah. I would end up taking those on the bus trips because it was an easy layup for, you know, if people didn't want a full movie, we'd just yeah. throw in the... And it was great because now, see, now that would seem standard. But back then, which wasn't that long ago, for those that don't remember or weren't alive, uh, you know. You would though the TV shows weren't options on VHS. No. That was really late. The VHS was around, and you could go to Blockbuster and get movies. You might be able to get the odd documentary, but I couldn't even go and get like Cheers. I, I that was a big big show from like in the whole eighties. But cheers I could go Yeah, it was a good cheers, show. Cheers, Cheers would be Cheers Mash. Yeah, those were right close to. Yeah. Once I was old enough. For Cheers, like Fresh Prince, I could get at any age. And I mean yeah. that in a good way. Like it would go by me like a level of like intellect or, or, or uh, deep characters or whatever. Intellect sounds uppity. I don't mean that. But like say Saved by the Bell was easy. You could understand that when you were eight years old. Yeah. It was like, you know, if nothing else, Screech would do something stupid and spill something. <laughs> right. And then there was Fresh Prince that there there was a heart to it. But he was so funny and and, and, and a rapper. And Carlton would do a funny dance, and there would always be a situation. And the whole premise of some guy in Philadelphia being in California was real, like black or white. And I know it was innovative because it was a a black family, but it was just for me. There was that, so everybody could kind of get that. Then there was Cheers, that it was a little deeper. It was you know Sam Malone, the ex pitcher, and he had like his his relationships. And if deeper might not be the right word, maybe more mature, like. You well, know, you there was a lot for went 40, to
2: fifty-year-olds. Well, that's, that's why I went what? with fresh prints. You said before I went to Kitchener. That's why I went with
1: fresh. Yeah, Pits. I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that, because After this came, came Cheers, later. Like my appreciation, so the, yeah. My appreciation for Cheers and Mash came way later. Yeah, yeah. Mash was the last. I was, I thought it, growing up, I'm like I didn't never wanted to watch it. And then when you could get those VCR, there was a period in the late '90s that it all started coming out on VHS. I remember going, okay, like Mash is way yeah. better than I thought it was. Yeah. Right.
2: Seinfeld was the same for me, too. I didn't appreciate yeah. Seinfeld and it was almost done.
1: And yeah, now, well, you know, it's funny. Watch. I remember, fuck, we were in somewhere. It was on the road. It was Worcester or Lowell or one of those places. And one I remember, of those lovely U.S. cities
2: that we used to travel through. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> it was a good pregame meals, good hangouts, good little spots. <laughs> Jerry Fleming had gotten up on stage, and he sang a song. And I remember saying oh that was great jerry and he says well it should have been we missed the seinfeld finale tonight oh. and so and i remember that being a huge thing but you're right the first three years of seinfeld i didn't even know it was on the air i didn't get it i didn't understand it i didn't yeah. i didn't appreciate it i was too no young one did yeah well people did but we, we, no i don't think because it wasn't talk in the dressing room it started to be like did you see seinfeld last night but that wasn't a thing well yeah. into its existence like, yeah. you know, I, I don't remember being in Tri-City, 94, 95, my draft year, and really knowing much about Seinfeld, but that was its heyday, right? Yeah. But the thing is, after six seasons, it started coming out in syndications, and immediately, most shows takes a while, Seinfeld yeah. started overlapping right away. Yeah. Um, do you think humans will live to be 150?
2: Oh, my God. Well, maybe eventually. Right now? Like, no, a, a, that. It, like, I mean, like in our lifetime, no, no, but, but I, uh, eventually, yeah, maybe Jesus. You think of technological advances. Think of how far we came in the last century.
1: I know. Right. If
2: you go back, you go back a hundred years ago.
1: It's insane. I, yeah. Yeah. Jersey, my, my grand, great grandmother, when she was alive, like, I don't know, she died at like 87 in like 87, but I remember getting dropped off there after school. My parents would pick me up. After work, so I had two hours with Nan gran I called her, and uh she told me she was like uh very coherent, and she was a smart woman. I don't think she had much schooling, but neither did a lot of people in nineteen fucking hundred but she yeah. was born in nineteen hundred she said like I was taking like a horse to the store to get milk, and then by the time I'm like well enough to remember like i was didn't feel old yet, people are walking on the moon, yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah, you're 69 years old. And people, and she was 87 then. So that was like 20 years previous. Yeah. She was like, you know, a long time ago, people were walking on the moon. Well, in my lifetime, which was even before that, and I'm still alive, I was taking the horse to get milk, and not a lot of people had electricity. I'm like, wow. Like imagine seeing a light bulb and going, wow, that's cool. And then people are in rocket ships to the moon and there's satellites yeah. orbiting around. Oh, man, it would be fucking
2: crazy. Be crazy. You just think of what some some people still alive today, the, the changes they've seen. Yeah, I could see 150 being realistic.
1: I can point. too because and with all this AI, I mean, and there's so much bad talk about AI. And I think yeah. for, for a lot of good reason, but and, and it'll never happen. Like, you know what did we use nuclear energy for to fucking blow people off the bit to bits like, you know, but the the whole idea with Einstein, I think, you know, he he was looking for a a way to create energy at the most efficient rate. Right. I mean, I believe that's why he was going nuclear or, or not just Einstein. He solved the problem, but I don't think while scientists were trying to solve that problem, they were thinking nuclear. They knew it, that was a possibility yeah, but you know it was weaponized. Yeah. So, with with AI, I don't think it'll be used in the positive. But if if it could, you got to think. You know, we replace hearts. Even if, I just talked about the moon. Think about medically, like you know. Well, she had a she had a fucking heart transplant, right? Like her, herself. Like that wouldn't have been possible in 1900. And no. all the all the medicine doesn't always get it right, but. Eventually, we do science, you know, the trial and error, and it gets us to one place. And I'm thinking with AI, at some point, you know, if you can replace your organs, right? I don't know. where. I I just said 150 just because, you know, it's a leap. But the people, I mean, Darcy, her age group just before that, the average lifetime was 40s. Yeah. Right? We're going back. Maybe dead. Yeah, we and average, old, we, old, we would be old. old. We would be old. So, I mean, that really changes, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. we're considered now, I mean, I wouldn't say young, young, but we're young in life still. Like, And, and at one point, we would be like old wise men sitting there with a the fucking beard telling the fucking rest of the village, you know, yeah, what used to go on back when we were kids, right? Smoking <laughs> on a fucking hookah, telling everybody what spirits to follow and whatever. <laughs> your favorite, uh, give me, doesn't have to be your absolute favorite. Because it's subjective and it would take all day. But give me one of your favorite movies and why. Oh, geez. I got a lot. Like, I got a lot of
2: favorite movies. Every movie that comes on, I'm like, oh, that's in my top 10. But that's like 15, 16, 20 movies I got in my top 10. Did you you see the new
1: Mission Impossible yet?
2: No, I haven't. I was actually going to ask you, when we're talking about nuclear, did you... Did you watch Oppen- Oppenheimer yet?
1: Yeah. Not yet. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, we were talking. I'm about going him. real soon at George Street Festival t- or tomorrow. Okay. Oh God. And my buddy Tyrant Sandwith. You remember Sandman? Oh yeah. Bottom.
2: Bottom in, in the old. Yes, St. John did. you had, did. You did. Might have broke his nose. I'm not sure. It, it was, you had a
1: great yeah. Well, you you could fucking go, man. That was the same year you fought Troy Crowder. You mad bastard. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mad bastard. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he's coming over and outside of that, it's just like, it's, it's now it's seven days of three bands a day. We're going to Alan Doyle tomorrow. Um, a couple of locals, nice. uh, local acts opening up. Dave White, shout out, um, shout out to
2: Alan Doyle's over here next weekend
1: at uh, the Rock the Boat. He, goes to him, he was yeah. over there too doing his, he does a one man, not a one man, but a, a play called a Telltale. Yes,
2: Harbor. Telltale Heart. In, uh, Telltale Harbor. Yeah. Oh, uh, harbor! Yes, tell me how everything. hard
1: is Edgar Allan Poe, my friend? A, a poem, Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. Um, I, I did that in English not class. More, I not remember. But, What's that? Not evermore. But uh, no, there you go, evermore. Nice. You know exactly what I'm well, talking about.
2: Know, not much. I'm not. That do, you, do you teach English? English? No. Geography, global issues. Yeah, law, that kind of thing.
1: Global issues. Now yeah. there's one. Wow. I like that class. Yeah. yeah. It must be a lot to unpack nowadays. Oh, uh, you can't even scratch the surface. You do current global issues or just global do issues? current
2: events, yeah. We do some current events stuff, but... The, Jesus the, uh, Christ. Yeah, it's, it's
1: interesting. Yeah, it's good. Interesting to say the least. I think at one point, I don't really know, man. My dad um, wasn't big on teaching high school, but when he used to make the comparison, he preferred junior high, but he only did high school for a year and then he went to junior high for like 27 years. Yeah. So I didn't really, think, I'm like, you had one experience and I don't really, for me, I don't know. I think I would enjoy being able to teach things that I can talk like that I'm interested in yeah. as opposed to like, here's a cow, the cow goes moo, you know, I, not, not that that's junior high, but you know, there's that option. Uh, if you're a teacher, you know, I guess you can do anything from kindergarten up, but I would prefer it. What do you think of high school?
2: I, I love it here in PEI. It's grades nine, ten, and eleven. Or sorry, 10, 11, and twelve. Yeah. Um, I do. I love it. I I, I don't see myself being anywhere else. But I also don't see myself staying in administration for the rest of my career either. So I may have to go somewhere else. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I I do. I enjoy it. I teach. Uh, usually, I teach geography, global issues, uh, leadership. Law, that kind of thing. Leadership, now,
1: great teammate. You can, you can. Do, do you ever bring hockey into it? You really were oh, a great uh, teammate. Yeah. I have to, okay.
2: yeah. I, I, that's my connection, right? Is that's
1: your experience, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I did, I did student council, and student council is not a class; it's after school. But I run the student council for a long time in my school, and I get into the Canadian Student Leadership Association stuff, and took kids every year to the national conference, and and I was on the national board for a while, and just great experiences. Got to meet fantastic people from all over the country so yeah that that was that was me in my heyday I think I get into administration kind of by happenstance and I'm in there now and I'll stay for a while but it's not it's not I know it's not where I'm gonna stay forever I I miss teaching too much I only get to teach one class a day instead of the the regular three so I, I just miss being in the class a little too much but
1: you still look in great shape but you must be working out or something nothing you just you, i you, you walk the
2: golf course i walk mill river every morning that's it interesting
1: yeah so you you must have a good diet
2: then or something i can't really say that i have a great diet no my wife's you pretty good one, your, one of your
1: best fights that i saw you in the ahl was against uh dj smith love dj yeah. but you know you you're telling me that i mean dj works out you're telling me that you don't in other words that dj put on a lot of weight you still seem okay
2: i was gonna say i hope dj doesn't see this either he'll come back and try to kick the shit out of me but dj can't be working out anymore
1: no you know i guess to each their own be dj probably but but he always i I ended up playing with dj like he was on the bike every fucking day that guy worked hard while he was a pro and i just he was with brad brown a few years ago yeah and they gave me a phone call and uh we were kidding around, but he said, no, he said, but I'm so busy and everything. He said, I find it hard to go through a routine like I used to. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, we all love food. Ball hockey and, oh and, and, and ice hockey saved me. I'm telling you. Yeah. I Darcy, I hate going out on the side of the road and just running in a direction. Okay. And if it came to that, I don't know. I, I just don't know. So I... You know, like I said, the ball hockey, a lot of people think I'm nuts for still playing, but that's a big motivator of it. And I just got off the ice with all the pro guys, Dawson Mercer, Zach O'Brien, Cody Donahue, All the, the the worst of the bunch plays in the queue. Uh, you know, so I, but I, if I if I stop doing that, I find it immediate. Then I got to start really oh, thinking yeah. about what I eat. And I fucking hate doing that because I like eating. I mean, when I say think about what I eat, I eat healthy, but I got to start going, OK, like salad and like a morsel of chicken tonight you know and i don't like going there so i just go fucking hard actively
2: well that my wife is an unbelievable cook unbelievable cook so we eat well the problem is i can't control my portion size like i can't have a little bit of the steak i have no. to have, like the whole steak like that's just that's just me but we we i walk a lot like i walk mill river every morning it's almost 10 kilometers by the time you're down and then it's like nine nine oh, k and uh and even in the winter time like my wife and i get home from work if we can we, we just need to vent right she's a teacher too so she gets it so we we just go for a walk we go for a 5k walk after school and
1: vent and then i'm on oh, the ice. Oh well. wow, say it. no more yeah say no be- more it's just energy burned it's not i'm not yeah. talking about it from a cardio perspective no, I mean, no. Like for people our age that like to eat they're, they're, everybody has a, a tweak I think yeah. most people – you don't in your 20s. Um, no. I think most people that are, you know, still look de- in decent shape have some kind of routine. And there you go. You just answered it for me. Yeah. Makes sense. If,
2: if I could cut out the, you know, the 9, 30, 10 o'clock beer and chips, I'd be all right. I'd do all right.
1: <laughs> I'd still
2: cut out, though. Jay's come on and I'm going to crack a beer. That's I'm why quiet. I'm
1: telling you. I um, I'd, If I drink beer, I'm going out. Like tomorrow, I'll get on beers. And and I'll really get on them, but I cut out just having, like years and years, having like a beer on a week now. But I I do. I sit there and I I'll have a few edibles or I'll um, smoke a indica joint or something like that. I do find I need something to take the edge off at at the at the end of anything physically or mentally draining. Otherwise, I don't really need to. But most days, it comes down to that. And when we were playing hockey, it was always beers, you know, but yeah. to each their own. Now, I guess it's a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, that's more me. But every Friday and summer, Saturdays, too, it's turning into. But, you know, just last week, me and senior came here uh, Friday night. Right. We had our beers. We watched it's our videos. Place.
2: Not at his place.
1: At my place, yeah. Well, he comes up here once in a while now. I got the uh, – he loves the – I don't know what it is, 85-inch screen or whatever. And I got a small house, so the living room, it, it's, it's right at you. It's everything. And I got a nice stereo system set up. And I think mom likes to break. I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. God love your parents. As for those who don't know, I lived. I lived with Terry and his parents yeah, when yeah. I went to Memorial. I went back to school get my. he came back to get, get his
1: teaching degree, and uh, I, as I understand it, it would have been two years in PEI, and it was one over here, right?
2: Yes, the the so education you, program. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you did the one year, yeah, the one year, and with us, and yeah, and every Friday, but I, yeah,
2: that's, every Friday it was like it was clockwork. I loved clockwork. It. that. Was yeah. my favorite part of going to school over there was Friday night and seniors. <laughs>
1: Friday at seniors and mom would be upstairs and the boys yeah. would come down and sometimes it'd be five in the morning and the music would still be on and she come down. Okay. Can you guys go? now? I'm like, Oh man, she's upstairs. Can't hear the TV. There's no way she can hear it. We got the volume on max. People would show up and you know, they, you know, be smoking. No one cared about that downstairs. So like there would be this atmosphere, this vibe and like, not strobe lights, but neon or or dim ambient kind of lighting, and it was always it felt like a bar down there and yeah. senior just loved it. It was fun for all of us. Mom never complained once, but I think she likes the break when he comes up here. <laughs> you
2: know. No, I remember we'd go, usually you and I'd take off and go up to Walmart and get like uh John Prine's Life and Times or an Ava's hey, greatest hits or something. You pick up a DVD and yeah. back and that was the Friday night entertainment before we'd hit the town. So
1: You're right. You're right. We would we would stack them up and and so that's what we would do. We would, we would get these. When I was younger, it used to be the same way with a record, right? Like, pick one. Yeah. And that's how the, the collection gets so big, because every Friday, oh, yeah. right? And then we would do the same thing on the wall. We would add a picture to the wall. And now it's just, for those that have seen my stories, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But it's just the whole thing. You should see all the – he, he, he started taking magazine covers, like Rolling Stone. He's got every one since 1972. No shit. Jeez. So he takes the covers off and, like, just plasters them up. He doesn't even care anymore about frames. He goes, I'm not waiting anymore to do this every time <laughs> I put it off. So he just got them and he just tacks them up, like, all over downstairs, like his bedroom, the the door, everything. It's just a huge um, music, some sports, shrine. but more music shrine, to be honest. Yeah.
2: Freak, I can't. I'm going to have to get back over. Stop in. Last, yes, time, I remember. I remember, last time I was there. Yeah. Heather graduated. Heather and I both got our master's from one as well online. And I was supposed to graduate. We were supposed to graduate together. I had to drop one of the classes. I couldn't handle it. It was a psychology class and I couldn't read the papers. I couldn't do it. It drove me nuts. So I dropped that and I graduated. She, she got to go to the fall convocation and we were over. Remember we we went to your parents' place. You come down. You were still up in paradise there and you come down and we uh, got to hang out with you. So we we, think we dropped you off at your place in the way. And I, we were heading out to Clarenville to visit Ryan Power. So
1: yeah. Ryan power there of power conditioning the power of conditioning. power conditioning Miles. so those oh, that listen to my I so every I I plug it every podcast well he did oh, me favor. well he did <laughs> me a favor for working out um he really helped me I said dude if you can help me I'll give you not only that but I say I'll give you advertising it was no i I do it because he did really really help me I know I mean he could have charged me way more and I love it and he and he trains a lot of the kids. Yeah. I think he's a great guy, though. I really do. And oh, I love his work. He's the yeah. fastest player I've ever seen. Best I said, you know, if, I'm you gonna, if I'm going to do the lads for there anybody, now. what's that?
2: I said, best kind, as you fellas would say over there. Yeah, the best rack.
1: kind, man. Best kind. And uh, I forgot that you knew him from PEI.
2: Yeah. And great. I great. Against
1: him in the O. So I had to go. So between season one and season two of Shorezy, and you'll see Shorzy's going to come out in a couple weeks we? or a couple months. Not even now. Uh, so. I don't want to ruin anything but for a few reasons it probably would have been better for my character if I put on a little bit of weight and I mean like 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 muscle like bulky muscle kind of thing right so and I I had about I guess 4 or 5 months it was October through April of last year so and I know myself like I'll go I can be dedicated because I'm not dedicated. Because I know if I leave it to me, I won't do it. So I just make myself. like It's just like hockey. I used to just hire somebody. I don't care. It's worth it to me. I know I can physically do it. I can physically go to good life and do it, but I know I won't. I'll do it to some degree, but if I hire Ryan Power Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll go in there every day at at 11 o'clock. Give me your best. This is what I want to look like, Ryan. Put me there. And I'm telling you right now the results were wild, oh, wild. You know what he does? Great. It's a good, it, and not only the results the the, uh, it was the best results I'd ever seen, but by landslide, not only in like my, cause it was a job then to get big quick. And then I'm still playing ball hockey on a, on a world level, man. So I didn't want to lose the mobility either. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were doing balanced stuff while we were doing it, it was, you know, and I know that a lot of people that standard, I won't get into it, but I know, I know a lot of people that, that, no other way around a gym. I was a personal trainer myself for a little bit. Uh, not that I'm any expert, but he's an expert. And not only that, though, it's a lot of the hockey players come in. A lot of the – it's not just for a specific – I mean, he does New Hook, right? He trains yeah. New Hook, so that's yeah. obvious. But, um, you know, kids like like Penny Lane's age that want to go in for I'm going to sign her up as soon as her season's done. Like with quick feet and, yeah. um, you know, using um, – ropes and elastics and, and, you know, the mobility part, the balance part, right? It's, it's a lot of, because he's not just coming at it from an expert. He went through it in school, but he did it himself. And he's a, and he's a, what's the word? A perfectionist when it comes to his body, almost OCD like. So when you combine that with a good personality and good leadership and teaching, it's fucking great, right? Uh, So
2: anyway, very good at it. That was not rehearsed, by the way. That we were going to talk about Miles. I just brought it up. I called him Miles. We all called him Miles. I His love dad's that you name is Miles. Was
1: Miles. Yeah. Anybody from PEI that ever comes, they ask me like, "Do you know Miles?" I'm like, well, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah. you, talk- Oh yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still say the fastest player I've ever seen from Newfoundland. Man.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievably quick.
1: Unbelievably quick. Un-
2: quick. On the ice training camp with Bure, McGilney, even Vaskearov. You put Bashkaroff yeah. in there. Quick, like. And Ryan yeah. Powers right there with
1: all step-by-step. Step. Yeah.
2: Boyd Devereaux played with Boyd and Kitchener. Boyd could fly. Oh, you
1: played with Boyd
2: Devereaux? Oh, yeah, played with Boyd, yeah. Always one Boyd of the did.
1: fascinating players, I thought. Yeah. Went with, I think he went it. the first round on like 60 yeah. points, and people were going, why did he go in the first round? And fuck, he proved, everybody, well, proved me yeah. right. Anybody that actually played knew the difference. Yeah. But, you know, fans were kind of down when he went, and he ended up being a real solid two-way player for a while. Boy, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he's...
2: Not that, not that he would need the money, but he's he's a fireman, fireman now. Hey, you just can't. I think he's. I think there might be ADHD in there.
1: He just can't sit still, right? He just can't. Uh, just has I to mean, be doing something. You know what's wild? You know who else is? Guy who does yeah. Shorzy with us, Jordan Nolan. Three Stanley okay. Cups. Three Stanley Cups. His last one Holy was with sweet. St. Louis just a few years ago. But he's like, I got to do something, and I just yep. love the Comrade. Firefighting, if you think about it, there's a lot of parallels, right? Very much like pro sports. Yeah, very team much.
2: Sports, team sports. Like It's a yeah, team exactly. in right? yeah. like, well, Boyd Olsen, uh, freaking Gennady Razin, that's what they're doing out in Edmonton. They're, yeah. they're, they're it, a fire department. So
1: It, it makes total sense. It's a yeah. good money, and it's... Um, I think it'd be... I, I can't speak for firefighters, but I think it would be a very rewarding job if... if, if not, not only with the obvious, I'm not talking like rescue me, although I am, but just with everything. I mean, it, it, you, it, you might go a while without working, but when you do, um, when well, you're working, I mean, like you might be on the clock, maybe nothing happens that night. I'm not saying dead bodies or anything. I'm not saying burning buildings every time it might be a cat out of a tree, but a lot of the time, whatever you're doing makes a, a difference, hopefully a positive one in someone's life. And you're, right. you're, you know, you, you got to think on your feet like going in and typing out a, a resume and you know, giving it to these finance brokers or whatever. I'm, I'm not again saying that's a bad thing. I can just see how firefighting and you know you got the camaraderie I'm assuming you make food for each other and stuff I think it would be a lot like playing in the minors. Yep. Okay listen my man I gotta take off. Penny Lane's got uh, her like I said sunsplash, Splash which is, which is like a um, secondary unofficial provincials. They're all pumped for it. I'm excited to watch it, but I'm going to go out and coach my last two hours of um, Ice Dogs hockey with Wally Bray. Do you have anything to promote or anything before you go? No, not really. No, nope. just
2: doing my thing. You know, run a hockey school here with uh, Stacey Smallman. He's with Champions Hockey over in Fredericton. And we do a minor hockey. We do a hockey school for the Tignish minor hockey, local minor hockey around here. That's coming up. Apart from that, no, nope. same thing. Got to get Abigail to her soccer game tonight in Summerside. So... Really is. Okay, that
1: life. sounds like an awesome uh, thing that uh, an awesome schedule. I love that you have your summer off and uh, teaching yeah. couldn't fit you any better, especially uh, this vice principal thing I didn't realize. But uh, listen, I'm glad you're doing well and I'm glad you, um, you know what? You're still married and you guys do things together. We it's, do
2: everything
1: together. There we go. So 60% of the world now that gets married I know. doesn't stay married. Very easy.
2: It's I crazy. said, to my, honest to God, said to my wife last night, we're sitting there, we're on our way home from my son playing Stratford, played soccer in Stratford last night, we're on our way back and listening to the radio and all the country songs on there. And it was, uh, I don't even remember what song it was, but it was talking about fighting, couples fighting, fighting with the wife, don't don't even care to fight anymore or something. We get home and I said, you and I don't fight. Like, how come, are we supposed to be fighting or like, am I missing something? Does nobody else fight? We just don't fight. But it's not I mean, the world's not great, but we don't fight. I don't get I it. I don't know. think
1: you yeah, you're generally two good people that but you know, you always said what you meant. I mean, marriage I think a lot of people I did you you take it for granted, right? You you don't really think it out and um there's often things that you find out once you're living with someone. I can only speak from experience. Um I'm really happy that with Danielle and I, it was different. We got together for, for different reasons, almost serving other people. And, and I mean that in a good, positive way. But we didn't have time for ourselves. But you know what's great? We're divorced. She's Penny Lane's mom. So I hope we get along. But we, I'm saying I would hope we do. But we do. It's better than ever. I'll, She'll be connected to me forever. And um, she's in some way, she is my soulmate. It just didn't work out the romantic part and everything. But I absolutely love spending time with her. And um, she couldn't be a better mother, so to each their own. But like I often say, the actual marriage part didn't because I don't think we, we took that word. It's Maybe it's subconscious and really gave it the credit it deserves. And I think a lot of people do that. You guys are both genuine people. It's hard to piss you both off. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I just think you're, you're just good people. That's my... My take on it, you've been married a long time now. It would probably be weird for it to fall apart at this point. So I think it's smooth sailing from here on in, buddy. Jeez, I hope
2: so. Climb tell, I guess. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's nice.
1: Well, that's just what I see from you. Listen, I appreciate you doing this today, Darcy. And um, you know what? I hope to see you soon. I hope it's here. But if not, I live in Atlantic Canada. So do you. We're on the move. Let's make a point to see each other soon. Maybe even hit a concert somewhere. You know, pick yeah. one in Halifax, and both go there, and you know, figure it out.
2: Sounds good to me. It's been too long.
1: It's been too long, my friend. Uh, thanks you for coming it. on, and you gotta uh, say
2: hi to Senior and Gale for me too.
1: Love you to death. Okay, I certainly will, folks. That's Darcy Harris, my good buddy, my old teammate, and uh, one of my closest friends in the world. If you're downtown St. John's this weekend, stop in, have a beer. The Bull and Barrel. Why not go to Trinity Pub? Why not go to Rob Roy Confusion, Martini Bar, or my two favorite stomping grounds, Greensleeves Pub and TJ's, Turkey Joe's, formerly Turkey Joe's. Uh, if you're out for a bite to eat, why not do it at Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, or Wedgwood Cafe? If you want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations right now in St. John's. One's on Torbay Road and one's on Cameroun Road. Live, laugh, lube, and support. One of Newfoundland's best athletes, Chris Sparks. Power conditioning. As we just spoke about on Rope Walk Lane, strength and balance for the body and mind, Ryan Power. Look it up. Join soon. Change your life for the positive. True Hockey, take what's yours. And, of course, Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com and order yours now. I swear by them. I use them every single day. Folks, thanks a lot for tuning in. This has been episode 163B of Tales with Tierra. I'll be back in just a few days with more tales. Catch you guys on the rebound.